0: Hello, welcome to the Booth Review, episode 3. I'm Nathan King. We have... Brandon Higley. Of course. Um, today we're going to be obviously talking about the Super Bowl that just went down. Uh, you know, pretty crazy game. We're going to talk about that crazy trade lo- deadline in the NBA. And uh, some NHL stuff, along with announcing the rosters for the World Baseball Classic.
1: Mm. Uh, you want to start with the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, let's stop, start with Super Bowl. Uh, great game. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes goes in there, uh, beats, the, beats the Eagles, uh, at, you know, fairly close game. But Patrick Mahomes, 27 years old, already has a second Super Bowl, has another MVP that second he Second Super
1: Bowl MVP too, right?
0: Second Super Bowl MVP, yeah, another regular season MVP. And like I said, 27 years old, sad a season. He's starting off as, you know, looking like one of the greats at this age already.
1: Yeah. Um. We were both wrong in our Super Bowl picks. We were yep. Uh, I, we didn't we didn't think the Chiefs would be able to keep up with the Eagles offense, but obviously they did. It it was looking like they weren't gonna be able to for a while in the first half, but no second I, half they really dominated. They
0: really they really came in. The problem is that the Eagles when we had them we were like the sacks. If they could get to Patrick Mahomes, it's gonna be over fast. Zero, Zero team sacks, sacks. Which is truly uh not was I. I wasn't expecting that at all. Obviously. One
1: sack in the game total, and he didn't even bring him down. He, uh, I think, Hurts ran out of bounds by the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so.
0: which I was expecting more. I think they blitz. They Eagles barely blitzed at all the whole game. They only had like yeah. one or two, and uh, with no pressure. Pat, if you don't pressure Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to have a chance. You give that man time. He is the most talented quarterback I have ever watched play. So
1: people are going to talk about the. The play at the end of the game, the holding, but I think the play of the game is the Hurts fumble that Nick Bolton scooped and scored in the first half. Nick Bolton played a phenomenal game. I think that's the play that is good. It it kind of decided the game because if that doesn't happen, Kansas City's got to get in the end zone just to uh, tie the game, right? Yeah.
0: Or... It, no, that play definitely even switched momentum completely. It was like, here we're here, we're gonna you know we're scoring right now. You guys get the ball, but we just did that to you. Yeah. Flip completely Tied the game, right? At yeah. the time. Tied the game and the then, Eagles were
1: going down to make it a two score game.
0: Yeah. And I, if they made the two score game, I don't think Chiefs are coming back there. Um
1: uh, some stats here. First we'll start with Philly. Hurts, three oh four through the air and a touchdown, seventy on the ground and three touchdowns. The most rushing touchdowns in a game by a quarterback in Super Bowl history.
0: Yeah, I was honestly by the Eagles pretty disappointed by the rush game overall. They their averages were really poor. Uh, even from Jalen Hurts with uh, 15 carries, he got 4.7 yards. But it, for quarterbacks, normally with scrambles, you'll average 6, 7 yards a carry, right. unlike running backs. Um, but 70 yards, the three touchdowns is really what capped that off, obviously. They couldn't stop him there, and he found a way to get to the end zone. But it didn't end up being enough for them, obviously.
1: yeah. I think uh, part of that is that Miles Sanders got a little banged up in the first quarter, and he was never the same the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, that that was a big problem, obviously. Uh, Biles Sanders, phenomenal talent, uh, very underrated I'm running back. this year. Yeah. So uh, I feel like he doesn't get enough talk, but he, he, because he got hurt a little bit, he was just kind of they a, had a non-factor. They had a lean
1: on Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, which is not ideal in a Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. That's why Hurts led in rushing yards. Uh, for the Eagles also, um, Jalen Hurts had 304 passing yards in the touchdown. Uh, 100 of those yards are to Devontae Smith who had seven receptions and uh 96 of those go to AJ Brown who also had a touchdown to go along with that the only receiving touchdown for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, their receivers they balled out. I mean, they dominated the Chiefs secondary all game. I was if you look at the numbers, you don't you don't think Kansas City wins this game, but
0: no, um so yeah, total yards uh the Eagles had 417 compared to 340, passing yards 302 to 182. Rushing yards is where Kansas City really changed it with 158 to 115. Um, yeah, Isaiah P- uh, Pacheco had uh, 76 rushing yards and a touchdown during that game. He kind of tore it up.
1: Yeah, I mean Pacheco's a guy that once Edwards Hilaire went down, they started to lean on heavily on the ground at least.
0: I think he might be more talented than Edwards Hilaire.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. He had a great rookie year, I and mean, he's a seventh round pick. So yeah, and he's really- obviously he didn't. Uh, he uh, took advantage of his opportunity and ran with it. Everyone.
0: Um, oh, you go.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and also Jarek McKinnon they have. I mean, they have a pretty good backfield, but Pacheco kind of took over last night as the leading rusher out of the backfield, and McKinnon kind of did his thing through the passing game. But I think Pacheco is going to be their number one guy next year.
0: Yeah, Pacheco, Even step, you step up in the Super Bowl and you go on and win. I mean, obviously you're going to go out there. You're the guy at that point. <laughs> Uh, Edwards Eller started off really good, but has so far been pretty disappointing for his career. I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, twenty-seven passing attempts, one hundred eighty-two yards. He had twenty-one completions, three touchdowns. Didn't have a lot of yards. The touchdowns, though, obviously really big. They, yeah. Really good <clears throat> completion percentage, twenty-one for twenty-seven. He when he passed, yeah, he got the job done, which he normally does.
1: Yeah, I mean they mostly had pretty good field position in the second half. Mm-hmm. The whole half. So I mean, he didn't really have to throw for a ton of yards. He still had three touchdowns. He leaned pretty heavily on Kelsey and a little bit on Juju in the second half. They both had pretty good games. Uh, they ran the ball well in the second half, and they did what they had to do. I mean, Mahomes just was Mahomes.
0: Yeah. No. Um. Mahomes. He's definitely you know, as already stated, maybe the most talented quarterback I ever watched play. Um, news obviously uh, for Philly is. Uh, police calls and like uh, rates mm. and everything were definitely up last night. A lot of property damage, whether they won or lose, or yeah, won or lost. You saw started
1: pregame like seven hours before the game.
0: There were they, yeah, they were already flipping cars. You saw a lot of videos of people smashing their TVs, PS5s, <laughs> things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's, silly. it's Philly. You knew no matter what they were going to end up, you know, destructive.
1: What I want to say about Mahomes is if I had to. All right, so if we had a all-time fantasy draft and you have to pick one player to start your franchise with ever, I think I'm picking Patrick Mahomes.
0: He's definitely right up there with me. Just I mean, because it's, it's
1: either Mahomes or Tom Brady. Or Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes brings the element of his legs that Brady never could. Yeah, And he's got a stronger arm.
0: does have a stronger arm. I think Brady at times was a – or Brady – not at times. I think Brady was a better decision maker. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen both have a problem where they – Make you know they make the most ridiculous plays you've ever seen, in my opinion, but they also are reckless at times where they try the big plays and they try to watch to play hero ball where it can turn into you know some reckless decisions. But overall, for Patrick Mahomes, it works out 90% of the time. Yeah, he's just too good. Josh Allen, 60.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say a little more than not, then <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but uh. You know, I think it's really a toss-up, but I think all said and done, if Patrick Holmes continues on this path, he does, he could, you know, go down as one the all uh, as the goat, or maybe one of the all-time greats.
1: Yeah, I mean, he won a Super Bowl um, with a very less-than-ideal receiving core. I they, mean, very unknown running back room going into the season. Mm. Still have Kelsey, obviously, but oh, I the O line hate- was. Sh- Unknown to start the year. I mean, everyone just stepped up and played pretty well. I hate how good he is. He's the best. He's <laughs> I, the best. I really hate it. But You'd uh, would, you would, you'd trade any player in the league to get him on your team. Yeah. That's how good he they is. They
0: said they couldn't do it without Tyree Kill. They went out there and said, yeah, yeah. We're, we have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. We have Andy Reid.
1: <laughs> Eric Bieniemy. Give yeah. him credit, too. He's the best offensive coordinator Yeah, in they game. said
0: we have Panchero. I mean, that's all we really need for a Super Bowl. So... <laughs> uh but yeah great game um some other news there were a little bit of uh controversy not controversy but uh super bowl commercial had people yelling throughout you know uh, the tubi the house the tubi commercial yeah that was crazy. everyone was yelling apparently um a good promotion but yeah definitely. it looked real
1: because they they brought the actual announcers up and they yeah, had brought like the live broadcasting,
0: shot. And then they were like yeah tubi ad so <laughs> good marketing but definitely probably caused some, a little uh, bit of commotion panic. in the house Especially from Philly fans, I assume. They yeah. probably smashed the TV or two over that. <laughs> yeah, or their laptop or something. Yeah, so, someone got their arm broken. Uh. <laughs> now some actual controversy
1: late in the game, that holding call. A lot of people don't like it.
0: No, I <clears throat> I agree with it. Yeah. I mean, you see the replays. You see the players even admit it. he had clear attention of his, his jersey. People are upset because it's 13 that it happened to, but that's the correct call, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I don't have a... Uh... I don't have any uh teams in the game, so like I didn't have any rooting interest. Mm-hmm. That's a hold, man. Did you see the close up picture? Yeah. Like, the whole jersey grab he a whole fistful of jersey and I mean I used to play tight end receiver back in high school. If you're trying to get out of your break and someone's grabbing your jersey even a little bit, yeah. You can't get out of your break.
0: No, not like, at all. It did it slows down almost. If battle. he
1: doesn't grab his jersey there, he's running an out and up, that's a touchdown anyway.
0: Respect, though. Respect to James Bradbury for saying what it was. And yeah. People, I hope he doesn't get too much backlash from fans because James Bradbury all year has truthfully been a great cornerback Yeah, he's still a great player. Yeah, like I said, it came down to a little bit of a snag. and Good
1: call, good route, good yeah, decision if, to throw. If he didn't Holmes, grab that
0: jersey anyway, I feel like it was probably worth the risk anyway for, some, for the little jersey grab just because if he didn't get that, that's probably a touchdown. Yeah. So, might have helped
1: them if they did score. They would have a little more time, but I mean, in the heat of the moment, you're just trying to make a play.
0: Yeah. So I don't think I hope he doesn't get a lot of hate because obviously James Browberry he's a big part of that team. Yeah. That, that secondary. I think phenomenon. he's a free
1: agent now. Yeah. So be interesting to see where he goes. Hey, yeah, Buffalo. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Not sports related. Uh, Rihanna halftime show. She has another kid on the way with ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: I, I thought it was a W halftime show. I, I ever
0: people were dissing on it, but I, I like myself some Rihanna. I feel like she has so show. many
1: smash hits, like yes. unbelievable amount. Like she, that was a good halftime show. No, I, gave I it, thought I it an good.
0: Good. There's a lot of a lot of people say, "Oh, it was, I don't like it. It was bad," but they say that every year about every halftime yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, if it's
1: not some band from the 1980s and the old people aren't going to like it anyway, so
0: I liked the one last year actually. Yeah, no, that Rafters, was very that good. That was cool. I, there was a Dre lot of backlash for that and one, M&M. too. But I thought um, the 50-cent part on that was great. And I yes. yeah. coming on there. Just um, the floating arena she had, that was, I don't know, I think it's interesting. The Super Bowl, it's not official, but I could, with how seriously our culture and our nation takes sports, I feel like it's pretty much a holiday.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the Monday after the Super Bowl, everyone should get off. Mm-hmm. I mean, You know how many people are watching it, obviously.
0: Yeah, no, it's the biggest event, like, on TV all year, yeah. every year. And it's it's truthfully a lot more than football. You have people that are watching that game just to go watch the performance or just, oh, look at these commercials. You got a few yeah. cool commercials on there. And, I don't know, it's truly a whole spectacle. Um, so it's a lot more than just the game. Yeah. But that being said, the game was pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have to say that Super Bowl last night is probably in my top five I've ever watched, maybe top three. The Eagles put on good Super Bowls. You yeah, can't lie. They do. And
0: my favorite one I think I've, I've watched in my lifetime. Well, you watched your Steelers win it an awesome Super Bowl, but in my lifetime, the one with Nick Foles. That was a good game, too. Offensive attack back and forth. Over 500 yards from Brady, and he still lost. Nick Foles, I believe, went over 500, I believe, or was real close. Yeah. And uh,
1: I mean, if I, to have, if I had to pick three ever, this one might make the top three. That was a really good game. Mm. Both great quarterbacks, great offenses, exciting defensive plays. So, past the Super Bowl.
0: The losing team, the Eagles, what do they have
1: to do to get back? They have a boatload of free agents, like a ton. I'm going to look it up here, but you can say what you think.
0: So, yeah, I think they have a lot of free agents. They have a lot of aging players, but at the same time, they have a lot of youth. They either have really young players or really old players. You have Kelsey, who probably might hang it up, honestly, or he's going to be close at least. And a lot of older offensive linemen.
1: Lane Johnson's old.
0: Yeah, Lane Johnson's really old. But then you have Hertz. who Hertz is a young player. A.J. Brown's still a pretty young player, you know? 18 free agents. Ridiculous. They're, I'll no, list some
1: of them off here. Fletcher Cox.
0: Ooh, he's old, too.
1: Um, Javon Hargrave. Yeah. James Bradbury. Yep. Um, Andre Dillard, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, Boston Scott, Zach Pascal, Miles Sanders.
0: All the running backs really.
1: Yeah. Um Robert Quinn, who they traded for. Linval Joseph. Ooh. Sue. CJ Gardner Johnson, who they traded a lot of assets for too he's good too so i mean they gotta find a way to lock up some of those guys maybe not miles sanders as he's a running back but
0: i feel like they can bring back a lot of the pieces but there's no way you can bring back everyone there
1: no i think gardner johnson is a must i think you should try to bring back robert quinn mm-hmm. and javon hargrave
0: oh i i think bradbury they i think they. bradbury yeah I feel like just with what he's done, I feel like they're a big piece, and that secondary has been tops in the league. Mm-hmm.
1: They still obviously have Slay, so they big should be Slay. all right. But I've, I like Slay bringing, forever. Yeah. And see Brad- him go there. and Yeah. Bradbury coming back would help him out, though. Definitely would.
0: You saw even smaller names. You lose your quarterback, too. It's a big problem. You saw yeah. Bills with Levi Wallace. Levi was a big part, but that killed our secondary. He did good work with the Steelers he this year. He had a year. great year, yeah. But – Obviously, Jalen Hurts, big breakout season this year. I feel like with him, he's a winner. I feel like they will still compete and win games when he's out
1: there. Yeah, I mean, he can win games even when he doesn't pass the ball well just based off of his rushing ability. Mm-hmm. The dude is so strong and such a great runner that he's almost a running back who is a very good deep passer as well. There's a lot of running hybrids now
0: when it comes to like quarterback um, where you there's a lot of good passers that could, you know also have really good ground game. Just to list off a few, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. um, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a pretty solid run game. Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, Herbert, once in a while, will take off, obviously. You just have a lot more players that will run often now. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, yep. Um, Yeah, Hurts, again, is a really big one with what you saw in the Super Bowl. I feel like you see it a lot more now. Um, Even Burrow can. Burrow, Trey Lance can. Trey Lance. Um there's Deshaun of, Watson. Yeah, he can, and uh, I don't know. It's it's cool to see, you know, the more athletic running or more athletic quarterbacks now uh, instead of just pure pocket passers of the past, which is cool. Obviously, I love <clears throat> love Peyton Manning, love quarterbacks of that nature, but it's a different game now, and you can really see that new styles and.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The game uh, is changing to more of a. I don't want to say college style offense because it's not just college style anymore. I mean. The RPO is a thing. Um, design quarterback runs are a big thing. Mm. I mean, that's just how the game's transitioning now. So,
0: no, it's yeah, it's definitely the future. And uh, Jalen Hurts, I feel like even with the free agencies, they're gonna be back eventually. Oh yeah, with Hurts. If
1: not next year, I mean, this team's still gonna be loaded. Their right. offense is ridiculous. How do the Chiefs get back? I mean, keep Patrick Mahomes healthy. Keep and him you'll... healthy, and they'll have a chance. Yeah, and you'll keep healthy. <laughs> Keep Kelsey on the field. Keep, keep Kelsey. Homes on the Patrick field. Mahomes.
0: Uh, Andy Reid still coaches. That's all you really need at this point. Yeah,
1: I think they're gonna lose Biami finally this year. I mean, he's deserved a head coaching job for at least three or four years now. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year he finally gets one somewhere.
0: Yeah. No, it's the prize. that he already hasn't. Yeah. So I feel like all they yeah they can get back really easily. It might be a little more work for the Eagles with their free agents, but I still feel like they're a very talented team.
1: Yeah. And it's it's so impressive that it'll it could be very doable for the Chiefs to get back, since the AFC is so loaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go into next year, you still probably have the Chiefs as your favorite to win the AFC.
0: AFC is crazy loaded this year. Yet yeah, they haven't won the Super Bowl in a good minute.
1: Yeah, it's you're been, right.
0: It's the top team has been uh, the Rams,
1: the, the Bucks.
0: Besides this year with the Chiefs, it, yeah, you had the Rams, the Bucks, the Eagles almost won it this year, but like, the Eagles did
1: win it in 18 though.
0: The AFC's been more talented, I feel, but the top team has come a lot from the NFC.
1: Yeah. I mean Yeah.
0: Besides the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the anomaly in
2: recent times. Yeah.
1: Time. The Eagles played really well last night. I thought for the first half and the end of the third quarter, I thought this they were gonna take control and they looked like the better team for the lot of the young game. players
0: though go in that situation when you're going against Pastor Mahomes who has experience now, it's like yeah. they're nervous. You'd be nervous. I'd be nervous. Yeah. And I, they saw it right there. They're like, we have it right here. And they choked. Let it fall right away.
1: Yeah. I mean, you watched that game last night, though, and you have no issue with the statement that those were the best two teams in football. Yeah. I think that was pretty evident that those were the best two teams in the sport. And um, it was a really good game.
0: Um, Yeah. I think that's uh, all we have for the NFL today. Uh, just Super Bowl. Um, so – NBA, before we go into the trades, LeBron broke the points record. He did, finally. Finally. Uh, We'll see how high he gets it. I feel like he could hit 40000 at this rate.
1: I think he could easily get 40000 I mean, he still looks like a guy that isn't out of his prime yet. I mean, he's still averaging career numbers. I I think in a few
0: years he's going to hang it up. I think once his son gets in, he'll play maybe a year, but I think he's going to hang it up shortly after that.
1: Yeah, he's got nothing left to prove after the next couple years. I mean, he wants to play with his son, and then... What else does he really have to prove? I mean, beautiful he's shot top two of Thunder. all time, arguably number one.
0: Uh, I figured he'd get it against that Thunder team. They were going for the points record, you can tell. They didn't really play much basketball. I mean, they lost to the Thunder, but they they played a lot of LeBron scoring, which caused them to lose. But LeBron did get the record, and that's in the record book forever now. Yeah. So, um, beautiful fadeaway on that last shot. Few good Signature threes.
1: LeBron, James.
0: Signature LeBron. It was hoping he did with Skyhook, but, yeah. I mean, it's... It's the game. Once he
1: uh, got out to that hot start, you just had that feeling he was going to do it tonight. Mm -hmm. And obviously he did, but he took that game over and kept them in it for a long time in a game they had no business being in. Because Shea went off.
0: Yeah, he always does. He's so good. Do you think Kareem should sign a 10-day with the Chicago Chicago Bulls? (laughs) Go back in there, take that record? No. (laughs) No. No, but truthfully that record, Kareem's not even upset it was broken. He's had it for almost three decades now or something of that nature. I guess
1: thirty nine years.
0: Yeah. Almost four decades, yeah, yeah my mistake. Almost four. four Which years. is yeah, 'cause of the year LeBron was born actually. Yeah. So um it's it was about it was bound to go down eventually, but it takes that long. It took almost four decades for that record to be broken. How long do you think it'll take for this one to ever be broken? I don't think
1: it'll ever be broken.
0: I Probably won't be
1: because you'd have to have a rookie come in and average like all-star numbers for twenty plus seasons.
0: Yeah, and you have to go to college with college
1: eligibility and
0: all that. To unless, go to the you're overseas, yeah. but, unless you're overseas, unless I you're
1: overseas. Mean, usually those guys are raw. Anyway, okay. Um, the only, I mean, Victor Webinyana. We'll see how he does next year, but that would be like the best shot, maybe. For the I think
0: current players, who do you think has the best shot? I can only see one that ha- has – if he plays for 15 more years, he just stated that he likely don't doesn't want to play that long. But Luka Doncic, if he continues on his path scoring this much and plays until he's like 39 like LeBron did, has a chance.
1: Yeah, a very small chance. That's what
0: I'm saying. It's very small, but if you have to go out of any player right now, you can't say anyone else, I think, with his age. and He has – he's 23, right? yeah currently at this point twenty three has just about nine thousand po- career points right now uh so obviously quite a ways to go, but he it's a zero point zero 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 one chance that that even happens, yeah, but if anyone's gonna do it, I think it would probably be him, but we probably won't see this broken if it is broken yeah I mean in our life he's gonna
1: get forty thousand points, something that nobody's ever even touched or come close to. Yeah, even Kareem wasn't even close. He was over two thousand points away. Do you think if Jordan play, played played uh, the,
0: so he took off, you know, ninety nine, two thousand, came back and everything, and he also took off the year for baseball. You think if he plays those three years, he's right up there?
1: Didn't he retire twice? Yes. So I mean, yeah, he might have gotten pretty close. He
0: retired it. a year for a year and like a half for the. Baseball. I think
1: if he did. Because he was, he took off two two seasons though, two full NBA seasons. Two full
0: NBA seasons. Then he took off another with his, uh, yeah, with the his retirement before he came back for the Wizards. So if he yeah. played that all the way through, do you think he's right up there?
1: Yeah, probably. He probably gets to forty thousand. Because what he end up with like thirty
0: three? Uh, just under thirty three thousand. I believe. Yeah. So probably, with his career yeah. averages, I think he'd be right up there.
1: Yeah. Because he's still before he got injured with the Wizards, he was still like All Star caliber.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're talking the two greatest players of all time. So if yeah. anyone's going to do it, it's those two. I mean,
1: I mean realistically, if anyone's going to do it, they're not even born yet or they're an infant. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But
0: Or it's me when I declare for the draft next yeah. year. Yeah,
1: or Nathan King when he declares. Yeah, my
0: Alfred University uh, college eligibility this year is almost up and that I can go on and play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Me and uh, Wembenyama have been in contact recently, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but truthfully, I don't think it, in our lifetime – It's very unlikely we'll ever see this record broken again. Right. Um,
1: NBA right now,
0: a lot of big trades, a ton.
1: Well, the uh, NBA trying to steal the spotlight from Super Bowl week. They really did. Super Bowl got nothing really Uh -uh. compared to like
0: the buildup, because you saw one of the craziest trade deadlines I've seen in a while. Um, All
1: stars, really good role players, draft picks.
0: Last week we talked about the Kyrie Irving trade. Uh, this week, start off, Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Jazz got Russell Westbrook, who they're planning on cutting. Um, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, top four protected 2027 first-round pick. Uh, Timberwolves got Mike Conley, um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker in three second-round picks.
2: Hmm.
1: Who do you think won? I think, obviously, probably the Lakers won, I think. Because, I, I think, mean, even Malik Beasley's solid player.
0: See, D'Angelo Russell, <clears throat> well, he cannot he cannot play that great a defense, he can get points for you. He's been in L.A. before. I mean, I feel like he's a, a pretty solid <clears throat> player. He's been overshined being, you know, in a small market team such as Minnesota. Uh, So I feel like the Lakers definitely got a good deal. The Jazz, I don't really know what the Jazz were
1: doing. Yeah, I, I would have to say the Jazz are the losers here.
0: I think the Jazz were the losers. I feel like they didn't – they got a top-four protected pick, but, like, I
1: I just don't get it. So far down the road, though, you don't know how good the Lakers are going to be in that 2027 I mean, seven Damian
0: season. Jones is all right. Juan Toscano, Anderson, he's – he's solid. He's but like
1: nothing, like, worth giving up.
0: But I feel like for Mike, where they were at, yeah. they didn't have to jump in this trade at all.
1: I don't love them giving up Mike Conley either because, I mean – He's a good player. He's very solid. He's averaging, I don't know if this is his career high in assists this year, but it's 7.6. He's a good two-way player, too. Yeah, he's averaging his career high in assists this season as well as almost 11 points per game. Mm -hmm. And he's shooting 82% from the free throw line.
0: I have to say, I give the Lakers probably what they gave up. You have to give them, like, a, at least a B plus. I, I would say
1: A-minus. I mean, they got a really good score in D'Angelo Russell, something they've been looking for out of the guard position all year.
0: Yeah. I have to give the Jazz, like, a C, C-, C-, maybe even a D at this point. Like, they didn't really get anything amazing. The only thing
1: they D-. got worthwhile is Russell Westbrook, who they're going to buy out. So, yeah. I mean, not great from the Jazz. And they also give up a very good Mike Conley. Timberwolves? I'll, I'll give the Timberwolves. I was going to say B. I mean, I gonna Mike Conley's well. solid, dude. They could uh, they could use a backup guard.
0: Deandre Russell was kind of floating there because they have scores with Ant. They have um, you know, Cat. Yeah, Cat. Um, Cat goes out there, he gets points. I feel like they just really D'Lo was kind of just getting lost and he didn't fit their system very well because you know he's got to be like
1: one of their main ball handlers, bringing the ball up. And I think Edwards was starting to take over that. Yeah, I think D'Lo
0: role. with the Lakers though will take over that role. And yeah. And he he'll can, help whole, uh,
1: relieve LeBron of his scoring. They have 40 force spacing.
0: Yeah, they have bad shooters. They need the shooter. They yeah, have he can spacing. shoot. You, you get... surround
1: LeBron with shooters, you see what can happen. Yeah, right? because he
0: sets people up. So All lot. of his
1: championships, he's been surrounded with shooters.
0: Yeah, Timberwolves, I think the Timberwolves still did well. They got Mike Conley. They got three second-round picks. You know, Mike Conley's a good piece to surround with stars they have.
1: Alexander Walker's still young. He could We could still be a solid role player. Mm-hmm. Um, um, For the Lakers, I mean, Malik Beasley, solid as well. He's nothing to scoff at. I mean, that was a pretty interesting storyline, too, with him being teammates now with Scottie Pippen Jr., and he he was dating Scottie Pippen Jr.'s mother. That's a very – that
0: that's an <laughs> awkward – yeah, that's terrible for him. That was kind of him. a funny
1: storyline, I thought, but um, – Scottie's going to go to those games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Malik Beasley, uh, former 20-point-per-game scorer, mm. he's averaging 13.4 this season, which is still above his career average, shooting about 40%. From the field. Um, Again, you surround the LeBron with shooters, and that's what they got. Not a bad player to pick up, especially if they didn't really give anything up.
0: Before we get to the big one, we're going to stick with the Lakers. A simple one. Lakers and Magic just straight-up trade Mo Bamba for Pat Bev.
1: Yeah, uh, great deal for the Lakers. I mean, Pat Bev just kind of a... He's good,
0: but he's aging. And what the Lakers need is a defensive, like, good center right there. And yeah. Mobamba, I
2: mean, Peb
1: Ev gives you good defense at the guard position, but eh. he doesn't score. He doesn't really bring you that much value. Mobamba, very, I think, an underrated player for at the this Magic. Point, underrated player. He's. I mean, obviously, he's not like an all-world scorer, but he's still he's a very elite defensive presence in the middle, and he's a good rim protector.
0: Yeah. Um. No, he is a good rim protector. A lot of people don't even shoot it on the rim because you know he just gets in there. Um, he's like I said, he's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, he's twenty-four years old, has a seven-foot-ten wingspan. You know, I 7'4". think it's like
1: one of the longest, if not the longest, in the NBA.
0: Yeah, it's right up there. Um, this season, uh, he's averaging seven points, uh, four rebounds, uh, one assist. Surprises: rebounds are well but his. Uh, well, Minutes per game has also yeah. been a lot
1: lower. Yeah. I mean, last year, um, 8.7 whole minutes per game more than he is playing this year. Uh-huh. And uh, the stats show, if you give him more minutes, like I think the Lakers will, he can be productive. Last season, 10.6 points per game, almost two blocks, uh, eight rebounds. So... Yeah. With Obviously, the, he's having a down year, but he's also receiving way less minutes.
0: With his less minutes, he's still averaging a block per game this year, exactly on the dot. And uh, I mean, that's still top ten in the league. A lot of players aren't out there getting blocks, and even not getting blocks, just him standing there, being in the like lane, yeah, just takes away a lot. Force
1: you to change your shot.
0: And the Lakers need a defense. They need the younger player like that, some future. So to get rid of Pat Bev, I think. Is I think good.
1: the Magic already cut Pat Bev. Yeah, so, I mean, if the Lakers really still wanted to go out and get him back, they could easily. What? Well, but um, I don't
0: get the po- the move by the Magic then.
1: No, I think. Well, I think they wanted to give Mo Bamba more opportunity because he's kind of trapped with uh, Wendell Carter Jr. being in Orlando right now. Mm-hmm. So Mo Bamba is he's, he can be a starting caliber center in the NBA somewhere, and I think that, uh, the Lakers will use him a lot more and give him more opportunity than the Magic could have. Yeah, I think he'll help spell AD as well. I mean, AD, obviously, still an elite scorer. Yeah, when he plays, banged when up, he plays. He's so good. Yeah, he's so banged up though that he's not the defensive presence he once was. Still yeah. very, very, very good defensive presence. But if you put them on the floor together, or if you just have Mobamba spell him off the bench, mm. AD can focus on getting some buckets, and Mobama can take care of the glass.
0: No, Mo, yeah. Completely agree. And AD, uh, they run the offense through AD when he's out there. Yeah, uh, the coach even said that, that, you know, AD is the primary offensive um, weapon now. And I feel like it's, you know, he's a very good player when he's there. He's just not there a lot. Other news um, J- James Wiseman was traded from the Warriors. He went to the Pistons in the Hawks, a three team trade Hawks, Warriors, Pistons. Hawks got Sadiq Bey from the Pistons. Um, Warriors got five second round picks. I think the winner of this trade,
1: the Hawks. Yeah. Um. This trade almost didn't go through, but uh the failed physical happened, and um, the Warriors okayed the deal, even though Gary Payton I think was part of this deal.
0: Gary Payton was in the next deal. They made a trade, uh, five second round picks straight up for Gary Payton. The second was that
1: what it was. So they
0: basically the Warriors. I traded James Wiseman straight up for Gary Payton the second if we're going through all Yeah, this stuff. pretty much. Yeah. I give the Warriors out I'm sorry. I give him probably a C C minus. He was good for them, but he's injured right now anyways. And five seconds is a lot.
1: Five, I mean there's <laughs> gems that come out of the second round every year. That's what I'm saying. So.
0: They could have done a lot more with that, and Wiseman was the number two overall
1: pick. Yeah, they took him over Lamello Ball. They
0: took him over LaMelo ball, you... over ball Tyrese Halliburton, Sadiq Bey. Who was traded in this. Very solid
1: player. Mm-hmm. Um, even Patrick Williams, the guy who went number four. He's way yeah. better than James Wiseman has been.
0: Um, Even for Thunder, uh, Pokozevsky gives them the you know, height that they need anyway. Mm-hmm. Poko's seven foot tall.
1: Really good shooter.
0: Yeah, really good shooter. A bit, uh, stretch five. So, they really whiffed on that Wiseman draft pick.
1: Yeah. I mean... He was very unproven at the time. Also, he didn't get to play much college ball because of the recruiting Mm -hmm. scandal and the receiving payment thing at Memphis. So, I mean, he never really played any ball past the high school level. He was big, and that was his skill set. Yeah, I mean, he's never been like. He can't shoot. He was very raw anyway going into college, and he didn't. He played one or two college games, I think. Yeah. Before he had to lose his eligibility, so.
0: It's yeah, so you didn't see a lot out of them and they were like yeah, we'll take them too. They need the center to be fair. I mean, it makes sense why they he was best available, but best available for them. But at that point, could you imagine Halliburton dishing out Steph Curry? He's come out as one of the elite passers in the league. Imagine
1: running a three guard starting lineup with Curry, Thompson and LaMelo Ball have Jordan Poole come off the bench.
0: Sadiq Bey as well to the Hawks, right? Yeah, Sadiq Pig, they could have drafted him that same year though.
1: So I Bay, team. I mean, he's a he's pretty good player.
0: I think he got a 50-point game last year for the Pistons. Yeah. And I feel like for scoring anyways, it's <clears> – <throat> I don't know if the Hawks necessarily need him, but I feel like it's – Can't hurt. It, yeah. Never have hurt. enough
1: scoring in the NBA, especially nowadays the way the game is.
0: He's only like 23, 24.
1: It's his third year in the NBA. He's 23. Last yeah. year he played 82 games, averaged 16.1 points per game.
0: In 82 – you don't see – you maybe have five players – He's Play got 52 82.
1: games played already this year. His minutes are down, but he's averaging 15 points a game still. So yeah, still a guy that can contribute anywhere. Even I mean, if, he's, the, if he's contributing in uh,
0: Detroit like that, even I mean, if he's coming off the bench, he's leading that second lineup and he's going to score points for them. Yeah, you need a deep bench anymore. You see a lot of players that have a great t- starting five, all these star powers, but they trade everyone away. Big problem with the Nets. Yeah,
1: so. Sadiq Bey's a guy I really like coming out of Villanova. He was. Really, really, really good college player, and usually the guys that come out of Villanova are solid. But Sadiq Bey's exceeded my expectations.
0: Yeah, no, Sadiq Bay definitely has. Uh, for the Pistons, though, James Wiseman, I don't know what the Pistons were doing getting Sadiq Bay. That being said, maybe James Wiseman can revive his career there. You've seen some centers go there, uh, Blake Griffin when he went there. Um, mm-hmm. um, even though he played the power forward, power forward. Drummond had there. his best years in Detroit. Yeah. They all had up years in Detroit, so maybe James Wiseman, young player, if he breaks out there, could be good for the Pistons. Especially
1: with the Pistons' young roster. I mean, they're trying to – I mean, their plan's pretty clear what they're trying to do. They're trying to load up with young talent and develop them together and let them kind of gel. I mean, um, he's going to get pretty good opportunity there compared to Golden State because Golden State obviously is Golden State. They got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Draymond Green I mean he's probably their 6th option (laughs) scoring wise and he was a top 3 pick not very ideal for him
0: yeah and even Kaminga and players of that nature you just have a lot of players and Wiseman was really deep down there so the Pistons could revitalize him and maybe James Wiseman breaks out yeah he
1: could be the premier big man to pair up on the pick and roll with Cade Cunningham Killian Hayes Mm -hmm. I don't hate it for the Pistons but I don't like giving up Sadiq Bey
0: no Sadiq Bey was a really good young player for them Also, since uh, we mentioned the Warriors got Gary Payton the second for five seconds, the Blazers got those five seconds. With Dame having an up year again, you know, really playing some of his best ball, averaging 30 points a game this year, uh, it has been on a tear this month, actually. Mm -hmm. Those five seconds, if Dame's really loyal... I could build bench depth, and maybe hopefully get him a roster around him for once. Yeah, and they
1: don't really have much going for him besides Anthony Simons,
2: no. other than Damian Lillard.
0: It really doesn't hurt to get five second round picks for Gary Payton the second.
2: None. I mean, you Gary, could draft
0: yeah. three players with those seconds that could turn out to be better than Gary Payton the second. <laughs> yeah,
2: Gary
1: Payton's okay. He's good with the Warriors on their championship run, but
0: he, he's a good defender. But he let's look at numbers. He averages two points. He averages about an assist, about in the re, like two rebounds. Like he's. He's not phenomenal, you know. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, pretty worth it for Portland.
0: Um, again, we're gonna get to the KD trade last, but uh, Clippers uh, got Eric Gordon in three future seconds, uh, while the Rockets got John Wall, Danny Green, the pick swap, and the Grizzlies got Luke
1: Kennard. I think the John Wall got released already. Really? From this trade, pretty sure, and so did Danny Green. Danny Green signed with the Cavs. Then what the Rockets get a pick swap? Yeah, I think they already cut both the guys they acquired in this trade. That
0: being said, they didn't really give up too much. Eric Gordon kind of aging at this point. Very aging. Yeah. He's
1: very old. I mean, what is he now? He's averaging 13 points per game, but he's having a down year from three percentage-wise compared to last year. He shot 41% last year. He's down to 34% this year.
0: That being said, um... I think the Grizzlies won that with getting Luke Kennard.
1: Yeah, Luke Kennard. He's averaging seven
0: points a game. He's only like 26 years old, and that just adds more depth for them in a
1: team that could use bench. He's a great shooter. 45% from three this season, which is uh, not even his career high.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I feel He's like... a guy that's
1: averaged 16 points a game in the past with the Nuggets. He's averaged 12 points per game with the Clippers. Very good role player. He could end up being pretty valuable for the Grizzlies down if they want to win a championship this year. It's just, Surround job with some more shooting. It just adds more depth,
0: and that's yeah. what they need. Uh, biggest bonehead trade, uh, speak to Bones, Bones Highland traded mm-hmm. for a second-round pick to the Clippers. Why?
1: I don't understand.
0: <laughs> he's their sixth man. He's averaging he's, 12 points He's, he's game. 22
1: years old, man. He's on a rookie deal.
0: The players loved him, too. First-round pick. Maybe they don't think that's a spacing thing, but the Nuggets are already top in the – like. are they top in the West right now, right? Yeah. They're top in the West, and they're trading Bones Highland, a good player for them, for a second-round pick? You For a second-round pick, you probably – it's not likely you'll get a player as good as
1: Bones Highland up there. No. Uh, last season, his rookie season, he was all-rookie all team. Yeah. Um, And he's only gotten better from last year. He's up two points per game. He's up in assists, he's up in uh steals.
0: And really? they traded him for pennies.
1: Yeah. I He's up in free throw percentage, he's up in three point percentage.
0: Listen, this one's the only one. I'm going to just straight up Clippers Clippers got an A for that. Steal. Nuggets, Nuggets got steel. D minus to an F. That's just a very bad deal. I would never agree to that.
1: <clears throat> what the Clippers are essentially doing here is they're upgrading uh Luke Kennard for Bones Highland. Yeah.
0: Really? Um maybe the, it'll fit their system better. They already have tall players. You know, Luke Kennard has some size to uh, They already have Paul George, who's, you know, pretty tall. You have Kawhi Leonard as well playing the forward positions. So mm-hmm. I, Bounce Island just adds a good passing for them and more spacing.
1: I, I'm trying to think of a justifiable reason why the Nuggets would do this. Maybe, like I can't said, maybe, really think of one.
0: I'm not GM or anything. Maybe it was spacing. Maybe it was some of They're top in the league, so it really can't be an You'd issue. You'd have to think
1: it'd be like a locker room issue or like a – altercation or something. That's what I'm saying, but the players like him. That's yeah, why I, I, I don't mean, get I mean, very weird from the Nuggets. Bones Island, only a second year in the league, really young, rookie deal, very affordable.
0: Maybe it's deeper than we know, but it's just, uh, why? Yeah. Um. Finally to it. Surprisingly, middle of the night, I woke up at 3 a.m. and saw this. Kevin Durant and TJ Warren were trading to the Suds for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks. This,
1: this, uh, this is a trade, I think... Both
0: teams won. I have a win-win for both. Kevin Durant's obviously aging, but it's still Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's
1: still the best scorer. Pure scorer in the NBA, maybe. And
0: the Suns had to make a move. TJ Warren is also a pretty good scorer. So Let's um, see
1: what Warren's numbers are looking like this year. Last Warren's time he numbers. was in Phoenix, obviously, he was a monster.
0: Yeah, Warren's numbers are down this year, I believe, but that also came with you had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that were playing a lot of games. And Ben
1: Simmons and Nick Claxton. Uh, last time he was in Phoenix was 2018-2019. He was 25. He averaged 18 points a game.
0: Yeah, 18 points a game. He, he probably won't average that with the players they have now, but even if he gets in there, and gets 7, 8 points a game, which is low. But if he gets that, I feel like that's a win. In
1: 1920, in Indiana, he averaged 20 points a game, which is his career high.
0: He had great season for him. Obviously, he
1: got injured the next year, did not play in – last the uh, last season so maybe that's also a factor of why his numbers are down as he's trying to recover from the injury but i still mm-hmm. like that part of the trade for the Suns. i mean underrated part of the trade obviously since they got kevin durant still but i will say brooklyn everyone's hating on brooklyn for this but mikhail bridges is averaging
0: 17 points a game four rebounds uh three and a half assists cam it,
1: johnson's a baller too
0: yeah very solid player You have, um cam johnson what's 14 cam
1: points to- per game uh, four rebounds. Forty-four mm-hmm. percent from three. So what the Suns lost is they lost a bit of depth,
0: but with with Kevin Durant, it's like you know, it's Kevin Durant again.
1: <laughs> I think this is exactly the trade that Brooklyn needs, though, to restart their uh, resurgence.
0: I think this is what the Suns need to get back in contention and yeah, get back there.
1: Very good deal for both. Four
0: first-round picks—that's a lot of first-round picks. Any of those pan out, like that—that's a win.
1: Jay Crowder also involved in this deal. Jay um, Crowder
0: not having a great season. Ten um, points
1: per game, but yeah. I mean, very good depth also for Brooklyn. I mean, he's Jay Crowder's solid.
0: just He's aging a little bit, but he's a very solid defender. So I feel like, um, you know, that's not bad at all for them to get
1: uh four first round picks four first round picks I'm going to I'm going to have a hot take here. I think Brooklyn wins this trade. Really. Because I, obviously for, the Suns won't be I mean Chris Paul by the time these four first round picks expire, Chris Paul'll be gone. Yeah, you, they you don't know with KD. Future. KD might be gone. They'll have Booker probably and they'll have Aiden. What happened
0: last time they just had Booker? Right. They lost and lost and lost. Right.
1: Um Is it win-now time for the Suns? It's got to be. If you're going to go make a move like this, you're trying to win this season and this season. They have to win this season and maybe next season, then that's their window, I feel. Yeah, especially with how Durant and Chris Paul are aging. Yeah. Um, Suns going to win now. Nets building for a window maybe in the next four or five seasons.
0: With the picks they got from Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they should have a lot there. They... Cam Thomas has played amazing mm-hmm. so far this year. Nick Claxton is my favorite on there. Nick Claxton is a you know, paint beast out there. He uh big rim protector, so And uh really like Claxton.
1: Great opportunity for Ben Simmons to silence the haters here if he can turn his uh I still around. root for Ben. I think he's still got really good abilities he's a, he's a good basketball player, obviously I mean number one overall pick I mean people hasn't have, lived up to the expectations, but
2: people have to do though play.
0: he's human though, and, and with all the stuff, people call him soft, but if everyone's berating you for three years and you never hear anything positive, that's going to get to you. It's gonna right. get to anyone
1: and what better time to prove those people wrong now than when you lose durant and Kyrie? Yeah, you're almost expected to be the guy now again, like you were in Philadelphia,
2: yeah,
0: and
1: i I wrote for him i Wish a jump shot, but I still root for them. I don't hate the Nets lineup, though. I mean, they're still in the thick of a playoff race in the East, I believe. They got a lot younger. Um, they're like the fifth. Brooklyn's seed. still the five seed yeah, here five in the C. Eastern Conference. Uh, obviously, thirty-three and twenty-three. They're ten games above five hundred, so they're definitely probably gonna make the playoffs. Uh, Cam Thomas, if he keeps playing the way he is, Michael Bridges is a baller. Dude yeah. can play. He's probably their main scoring option right now. Yeah, and
0: Cam Johnson still.
1: Cam Cam Johnson Johnson. is a baller. Great shooter. Jay Crowder could be a really good bench piece. I think the
0: problem is the Suns had too many shooters, and now that they have KD, KD does it all, really. Yeah, KD's a good playmaker. TJ Warren, too. TJ Warren, as well, can play that role. So I feel like the Suns didn't really lose. The Nets didn't really lose. They both got what they wanted in that deal.
1: Call me nuts, but losing KD and Kyrie, I still think this Nets team can win a playoff series. Yeah. I mean... They they don't have a bona fide star. They're deep, but this team is so deep, and they have a very well rounded starting lineup now. As they got Spencer Dinwiddie back too, I believe. Dinwiddie's
0: yeah, they did for like the fifth time. Yeah, Dinwiddie, (laughs) great defender. Yeah, great great player to have on your team. Um, yeah. So, but it makes me put in perspective, seeing what the um, what the uh you know Brooklyn got for KD and Kyrie. Win the picks You look at the deal that ha- The Timberwolves made earlier in the summer Going for Rudy Gobert I believe yeah. that was also forty f- or Four first round picks That for- one
1: did not work out so well No that, that's what I'm
0: saying You could trade KD for It's either The Nets which I don't believe they got fleeced It's either the Nets got fleeced Which I don't believe Or the Timberwolves really just made a terrible deal and, um, yeah, five players and five picks for that Rudy Gobert trade, which has set up the Jazz for the future. Mm-hmm. So you go back to that, and they truly lost that.
1: Yeah. Don't love it.
0: Go go through this now. Timbrel, I'll, I'll read through it. Timbrel's, uh received Rudy Gobert. Jazz got Malik Beasley, Pat Bav. Uh, Leandro Bomaro, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, which some of them, you know, they've traded. Vanderbilt's gone, obviously. Pat Bev's gone, but they got some assets for that. But a 2023 first-round pick, 2025, 2027, 2029 all first-round picks with a pick swap in 2026.
1: Are the T-Wolves any
0: good? T-Wolves are not very good.
1: They got their unprotected this year, right? They're the 8th seed in the West. They're 30 and 29. And
0: that's what I'm saying. For a move like that to be but the 8th seed. But everyone is so
1: tightly packed in the West, this could end up being a lottery pick. Yeah. I mean, it could be either. It could be anywhere from the Timberwolves being in the top four seeds to being back in the lottery.
0: Let's be real. You make a deal like that, you're supposed to compete. You you're have... supposed to be
1: top three at least in your conference, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what
0: I'm saying. They're just not. They, they went into win-now mode, and they're not winning. Mm-mm. And that's the problem.
1: No, they're uh very disappointing season mm-hmm. for Minnesota. Um, I I would say very similar to the Denver Broncos last year almost. Yes, uh, they went all in, tried to win now, and they just didn't work. No, um, and I feel like worse for the Broncos because the Obviously, Timberwolves
0: yeah. still have a chance, but I feel like it's both really bad deals. Um, some NHL news. Um, <clears throat> New York Rangers. Uh, acquire uh, forward Vladimir Tarasenko and uh, Nico McCullough from the St. Louis Blues for a 2023 first-round pick, a conditional 2024 fourth-round pick. Forward Sammy Blais and defensive Hunter Skinner. Yeah,
1: um, this was kind of the big trade of the the week here in the NHL. The Rangers vastly improving their top six forwards. Um, Tarasenko having a down year for his standards, but that might be also coming with him being on St. Louis. The Rangers are now pretty loaded. hmm. Um, this, a guy is a two time all star. He's won a Stanley cup. He knows what it takes to get there. Still 30 points in 40 games this year is not terrible. And putting him in the top six with some of the guys he's going to be paired up with now as Panarin and Zibinijad. Um, I think the Rangers are going to be dangerous in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, no, uh, the Rangers, I feel, they vastly improved. Um, You know, I feel like they can be one of the uh, top six teams in the league, honestly, at this point. And, you know, big deal, obviously. Uh, St. Louis Blues, you know, they've had success before. They've, you know, went to the Stanley Cup. And they got a first-round pick. They got a fourth-round pick. A few solid players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... uh, St. Louis knows that their window is kind of closing. Yep. They've won their cup. They've done that. They've been there. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tarasenko, might as well put him on a contender for the last couple of good years he has left.
0: Like I said, they're bu- they're trying to get some future with their window closing with those picks, and I feel like it's not bad for them. Uh, like you said, Tarasenko having have no down years. So, I mean, they're trying to get some future out of him you know that he's played for many years for them and had success so mm-hmm. good for the blues but i feel like the rangers definitely got big improvements so
1: yeah i think uh the rangers are nasty now i mean this this team is loaded at forward now they're loaded at defensemen they have the best goalie on the planet igor shesterkin do you think they can win their division i metro? think i mean they're 6 points back out of the metro right now metro they're pretty uh pretty deeply locked into the wild card at least Mm. So, I mean, I think this is a team that can end up winning the Metro. Carolina, obviously really good. Uh, New Jersey, obviously really good. But the Rangers on a five-game win streak right now, they're going to be tough to beat, especially in the Garden because it's, it's starting to get close to playoff hockey, and that place gets rocking.
2: The
0: well, Garden always gets
1: rocking. Uh, so you think they have a chance to, to go to the Cup? I think, I hot take time again, I think the Rangers are going to win the Metro division. I think they're going to go to the Stanley Cup final. That's who I think is going to win the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Bruins obviously would be a lot of people's favorites. Mm-hmm. This Rangers team is gonna be really tough to beat come playoff time. They were last year. And, yeah, and they're deep, you know. So yeah, they uh, vastly they got they got way better adding Tarasenko. Mm. So watch out for the New York Rangers. Um. Other news. Um. Jacob Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes. They announced today he will not be playing. Another game for the Arizona Coyotes, and he won't be playing anymore until he is traded. He's been getting scratched for trade related reasons. Uh, Coyotes came out and said today that they won't play him until a deal is done. So I mean,
0: he's really young still, you know, only being like 24 years old. Um, Coyotes, yeah, uh, I they're they're the Coyotes. They're not anything special, you know, <laughs> and um, they're
1: obviously trying to rebuild. But
0: yeah, uh, he's still so young though to get rid of him. I mean, he's has 28 points in 36 games played this year you know so with his age as a defenseman out there getting 28 points that fast I feel like it's for them they kind of maybe he won now but I
1: feel like it's a big loss to get rid of him you know um yeah I mean chicken trade speculation has been going on for about two seasons now and now they're finally acting on it Um, yeah I think the right move though for the coyotes is getting rid of him now I mean his value's never been higher Mm -hmm. So it's going to take a boatload of value to uh, acquire him. Um, (laughs) Sabres? He's one of the the best left-shot defensemen in hockey. I mean, you're not going to get him for pennies on the dime, Mm -hmm. especially from a team like Arizona who really values their young players because they don't get all the attention in free agency or trades because they just can't. I mean, who wants to play hockey in Arizona? Yeah. That's not a great
0: hockey place. Um, so do you think he's going to go to a contender, Try kind of like the KD thing, try
1: and put him over the top, get him into championship contention? I got a couple fits here for Chikrin. I think, first of all, Boston. Um, Obviously, they already have very good defensemen, but this yeah. could just put him right over the top for another cup. Yeah. The only thing I could see Boston not wanting to do it for, Chikrin has a lot of years of – or no, sorry.
0: It really depends on how much a team's willing to give up, though.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is they would have to give up either Swayman or one of their young studs. and mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna want to do that, especially with the chemistry that Swayman and Olmark. Have yeah, to shown break up a,
0: to break up a team is tough sometimes. Even if it could be a better player, better fit, it's it might not mesh. Right, and that's the problem. If something's working,
1: you know, we'll see. And the problem with Boston getting them is they already have to pay all their guys, including mm-hmm. Pasternak. And Chikrin is on a rookie deal; he's gonna have to get absolutely paid pretty quick. Yeah. So I don't I don't know about Boston, but if they did acquire him, I think it would put him over the top. They'd be the favorites coming out of the East end Um, another what about
0: uh another weird place to you know go out and play hockey? What about the Panthers?
1: I think this is a good fit for Chikrin. I mean, he was born in Florida. Um. Obviously, the Panthers are pairing Ekblad and Weger together, but mm. the problem with that is they're both right-handed defensemen. Yeah, so, so they could use Chikrin. they could use a top pair defenseman that shoots left-handed, deep. and that would make them even deeper on their defense core. Putting either Ekblad or Uyghur on their second pair, which well, that's yeah. disgusting. Who do you think they trade to give a, or to get Chickren though? That's the problem. I don't know if Florida's prospect pool is all that deep, so I think they'd have a hard time acquiring him. That'd be a good fit. What about- um, Another team looking at Chicken, I think, would have to be the LA Kings. Uh,
2: the LA's Kings, forgotten team.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kings are the team of the 2010s. A mm. couple cups, but having a pretty good season right now. 65 points, tied for second in the Pacific Division, only three points back of first place behind Vegas. Deep in the Western Conference playoff hunt, This is a year I think the West could belong to anybody that makes the playoffs. I don't think there's a real standout team in the West. I think anybody that makes it could really make a deep run. So, I mean, you throw Chikrin on the Kings, that gives them a top two, top four defenseman. I mean, who knows? That could put them over the top in the West, and they could make a deep playoff run.
0: I mean, he's already playing well. Do you think with a new environment, like, he's going to go? Like, certain players don't thrive in a new environment, but do you think Chikrin, if he goes somewhere else, he's going to do
1: even better? I mean the way that Arizona handles their organization. He's I think happy. I mean, I think he would benefit from a change of scenery anywhere. I think you could ship him off to the European leagues, and he'd, he'd be in a better environment. I mean, Arizona is an NHL team playing in front of five thousand fans. In their know, home what years. do they have? Hot take? Not even that hot take. Like, they might have the worst logo I've ever seen. Yeah, it's
0: pretty dope. It's <laughs> disgusting. They don't even
1: have their own arena. I mean, they play in a college arena. It's yeah. just – it's a terrible place. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's a a. I I think him going to L.A., I mean, anywhere really. I mean, mm-hmm. his development could make him even even better player because he's mm-hmm. got absolutely nothing to work with right now. No, it's – But the, yeah. I think the Kings are a serious contender for Chickren. I mean, deep in the playoff hunt, obviously, like we said, uh, they have a really, really deep prospect pool. I think maybe – uh Quentin Byfield mm-hmm. could be involved in this trade, but I think watch out for the Kings to get Chickren. Last team I have on here, the Buffalo Sabers. This is a Sa- this is a Sabers team. They are in the playoff hunt, but they're not like in a spot where they need to buy now mm-hmm. because of the young talent they have. I think they're going to develop. But, but Chickren is a guy who is on an entry level deal still, and they have the money. To pay for him once they need to. I yeah. mean, this this is a team with I th- one of the most, uh, one of the biggest cap, most cap room in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're dishing out contracts left and right, and they still have a ton left. I think they got to pay Darlene, but they could pay Darlene, they could pay Chikrin, they could pay Power, they, had, and they yeah, still they have, have some left of over.
0: Contract. Because they're so young, a lot of players on young deals. It, you get Chikrin in there, um, already on a young Sabres team. They have the money for him. It, it's just adding more and more depth. The problem is, what would the Sabres give up for Chikrin at this point?
1: I think to give to get Chikrin, they'd have to either give up Savoy or Kulik, mm-hmm. as well as some first-round picks, which I don't think Kevin Adams wants to do, especially since Savoy is really his first guy that he drafted, that he scouted, and he loved. I really like Savoy, too, but I'd be willing to give up a guy like that to get Jacob Chikrin. and He's a proven NHL top-four guy. I mean... Chickren wants out, let's be real, Arizona,
0: they're kind of a wreck. If they trade him for pennies, like, I don't think it's out of the equation just because they're so poorly managed. If he's traded for pennies or something that's served on a platter, why wouldn't the Sabres go off and pick him up, Absolutely,
1: and he's young enough where he would fit the team dynamic. They're trying to get younger. They're trying to kind of bring the vibes back of the old Sabres teams. Like, obviously, they brought back the old jerseys. It's so fun. Starting to fill the barn up a little bit. Mm. I think Jacob Chickren wouldn't have very much – of a problem fitting in with the Sabre locker room. Are you are you going to get one of those old jerseys? You going to buy one? I'm, I'm looking at a Darlene one right now. A Darlene one, yeah. Darlene's my guy, The old logo but... is beautiful. Love looking back on those. So. Uh, I think it would be interesting if the Sabres did get Chikrin because he wouldn't be on their top pair, which is insane. That Obviously, the top pair is set for the future is Darlene and Samuelson. So that means you'd stick Chikrin with Owen Power yeah. and – I think the development for both of those guys would just skyrocket being able to play with each other. Owen Power looks like a 15-year NHL vet. He's 20 years old, the Mm -hmm. way he plays defense. And his offense is only going to continue to grow. No, the
0: Sabres are really getting depth as well, too. Their second line looks, you know, a lot better than it has in years past.
1: Yeah. And their third line anchored by Tyson Yost. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're looking better. I mean, Yost is kind of revitalizing Victor Olison's career. He looked like his career was dying. Mm -hmm. He's got Twenty goals already now at the All-Star No, break. they
0: have a lot of depth. You bring in the first, second, even the third line out there and you can still score goals. That's not something, you know, you see a lot with the depth. Because hockey, you have to have a lot of players that trade out, you know, in and out. So it's...
1: Yeah, and especially the Sabres, they roll all four lines. Like yeah. You'll see some teams, like Edmonton, obviously, they have the best two players in the game playing on the first line. They'll play a ton more minutes than any other line out there just because they can. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, though. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Completely agree. Um, One for you. You said you're going to give us your top 10 ADL players.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna list off my top 10 players in the league right now. I think now. I know
0: you're number one.
1: I'm going to start from the bottom and go all the way up. I think that'll be more interesting. So I got some honorable mentions to start. I think Nathan McKinnon, obviously, we know he's a top 10 player in the league, but yeah. he's been injured this season, so he can't be on my list. This list is strictly off of this season, so none of the past matters. It's just this season alone. Uh, I didn't include any goalies on my top 10 strictly because I think it'd be too hard to judge between f- skaters and goalies. Like, Who do you have as your top player? goalie, though? Number one. I mean, right now, Linus Allmark's having an incredible season. Jake Ottinger also just mm-hmm. right behind them. So, I mean, shout-out to those two guys. Uh, number 10, from the Colorado Avalanche, I have Miko Rantanen. Um, 51 games played, 34 goals, 29 assists, 63 points, over well over a point per game. All of these guys well over a point per game, but he's only twenty six. Rantan and he's a guy that's benefiting from McKinnon being injured, but he was still a great player with McKinnon, obviously. They won the cup last mm-hmm. season, so um number nine, I got Matthew Kachuk. Nobody likes Matthew Kachuk. He's a he's he's a fake tough guy. He hides behind the refs, but <laughs> what a great hockey player.
0: It, yeah, if you're good at what you do, it doesn't really matter if people like you, I guess.
1: 27 goals, 46 assists, uh, 73 points in 52 games for Kachuk. First season as a Florida Panther. Got traded from Calgary. I think the Panthers won that trade pretty handily. Yeah. Um, number eight, I have Tage Thompson from the Sabres. Hmm. Uh, 51 games, 35 goals, 34 assists, 69 points, well over a point per game. He broke out last season. Um, actually,. Yeah. He broke out last season and uh he's having a better year this year. He broke his career high in points already at the all star break, which he set last season in a full season. Uh number seven from the stars I have Jason Robertson. Fifty four games, uh thirty three goals, thirty six assists, sixty nine points. He's twenty three. Yeah, this this is a guy that he's just insanely good.
0: Yeah, and so young. I mean he's definitely uh he has a big future around him, I mean, he was selected in the second round as well. Yeah,
1: Sabres passed on him.
0: Yeah, well, I, everyone passed on him, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, Robo definitely has a big future. So,
1: um, Number six I got from the New Jersey Devils, Jack Hughes. Yep. Um, 50 games played, which is the least out of anyone on this list. 35 goals, 32 assists, 67 uh, points. Jack Hughes, earlier in his career, I mean – Number one overall pick. Didn't live up to the hype the first year or two. He's really broken out, and he is a special center. Uh, I saw his first career game, actually, really? in Buffalo. And uh, he's gotten so much better since then. So well, it's I good. Mean, I'm glad to see it.
0: Even last year, though, he had 56 points in only 49 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So he's averaging over a point a game, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he the youngest player on your list?
1: Um, I think so.
0: I believe he is. 2001, only a few years younger than us. Um, he's already the alternate captain for the New Jersey Devils at 21 years old. Very good team. Mm-hmm.
1: He's the he's A team that's had success He's the leader the of that team, though, I yeah. think. Um, number five of the only defenseman on this list. I got Eric Carlson, the old guy from the Sharks. Uh, 54 games, 18 goals, 55 assists, tied for second in the NHL in assists. Um, 73 points. Um, I think... Easily the favorite for the uh, Norris this season.
0: Yeah, I think he'll definitely get Norris.
1: I mean, the only other guy that I think would come close would be Rasmus Dahlin, but Carlson pretty much all by himself for the award.
0: He's a veteran. He's been there. He knows what he's doing, obviously, the experience there. So, uh,
1: number four from the Bruins, we've got David Pasternak, one of the best goal scorers in hockey. 38 goals, 34 assists, 72 points in 52 games. Um Nobody really likes the Bruins, but Pasternak, what a great player.
0: I don't like any Boston teams. No,
1: it's tough to root for anyone from Boston. <laughs> but Pasternak, a free agent this summer, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that because mm-hmm. he's going to get paid either way, and the Bruins don't have that much money. Uh, number three from the Lightning, Nikita Kucherov, still playing at an elite level. Even though his goal uh, production has dropped off a bit, he's only got 20 goals right now. 57 assists, he leads the NHL in assists, I believe. 77 points in 52 games. Um, the Lightning still playing really good hockey, even with their aging stars. I think they're also a team to watch out for in the East. Yeah. And then number two from the Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl. 30 goals, 49 assists, 79 points in 54 games. Would be the best player on the in the NHL. And his team. Yeah, he's not even the best on his team. He's the number two player in hockey. He's not even the best player on his own team. Which goes to show the Oilers. I mean,
0: the Oilers are so good for a reason.
1: Yeah, that spot belongs to Connor McDavid, obviously. Yeah. Having an insane season. 54 games, 42 goals, 55 assists, 97 points at the All-Star break. You always see
0: McDavid leading the league in most major categories for the last few.
1: In my opinion, which may not mean much. He's the most talented hockey player of all time.
0: I obviously haven't seen Gretzky play way before my time, but that being said, I'm.
1: I mean, the game is so much more sped up, so much more advanced than it was in Gretzky's time. And McDavid just shattering everybody in points, goals, assists. It doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No,
1: yeah. Duh, completely so that's, agree that's that, that he's number one. Yeah. We'll recap it real quick uh, Ranton at 10, Kachuk, 9, Tage Thompson, 8, Jason Robertson, 7. Jack Hughes, six, Eric Carlson, five, David Pasternak, four, Nikita Kucherov, three, Drysdale two, and Mick Jesus number one.
2: <laughs> Do you
0: think uh, at this rate, uh, next year with his progression, or maybe the year after, Darlene cracks top
1: ten? The way he's playing right now, yeah. I mean, Carlson's play <clears throat> is going to drop off soon. He's aging. I think the torch will be passed here in the next year or two to Darlene as the best defenseman in hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Having a career year obviously.
0: And finally we're gonna hit up some baseball. You know, I have my Cardinals hat right here. Really excited for the season. So um, you know, they have some rules. The pitch timer was added this year to the MLB. Um, um yeah. Yeah. With that, uh so base are empty, you only have fifteen seconds for a pitch. Runners on, twenty seconds between hitters, there's only a thirty second timer. Which I'm not mad at it. I think there should be more time. Uh, how do you feel?
1: Uh, I think they should maybe improve like the time to like forty-five seconds.
0: That's what I was thinking. A little longer. I feel like but it's
1: short—fifteen seconds. Even though I still don't mind it, the the thing I'm mad about is the automatic ball, automatic strike. The violation thing the violation. is dumb. Because <laughs> you imagine
0: late in the game, game on the line, <laughs> full and count, count takes and the pitcher is one seconds. second
1: too late, and you get an automatic ball, and you lose the game, like. I feel like... That's cer- just... I'm sorry. That's not baseball. That's not how baseball was intended. That's not how baseball was invented. I feel like it could ruin the integrity
0: of the game. Rob Let's, Manfred needs to go. Maybe early in the game, but I feel like it late, later innings, you should have more time. Say it's a close game, 15 seconds, is that's it?
1: It's ridiculous. That being said, I do think there's... You, sometimes you don't even get the sign of 15 seconds. Yeah. like
0: I'm yeah. not... I'm not necessarily completely like mad at a pitch timer being implemented just because baseball games have been dragging on. You know, new generation—they're trying to get people involved and exciting players. Baseball's you know kind of going up again, but I feel like it was a little drastic. I think they also made bases bigger as well. Um,
1: Rob Manfred's the most incompetent commissioner in sports. Well, he's, he's the
0: reason I feel like baseball went on such a decline with people not being really interested, sales going down. You know, he viewership doesn't market
1: worth the crap. He. Implements all these rules that are just pathetic. How many
0: MLB ads do you think you've seen in your lifetime? Not many. <laughs> Under
1: twenty? I like, feel. Where are we talking? Like,
0: I'm saying you're not on like you're not on a sports show or anything. You you see NFL ads everywhere. You see NBA ads no, yeah, everywhere.
1: The MLB don't market. I've even seen some hockey ones. You don't see any marketing for the MLB. No, like that's why the NFL and NBA are so popular is because they branch out to like other stations and other yeah, I see news outlets, and they're all over the place. You
0: have players like Baker Mayfield had, like, three commercials, Josh Allen has commercials. You have that Burger King Whopper commercial, not related, but it plays 40 times. Like, it's just <laughs> – there's just – you see a lot more marketing and baseball doesn't really have that, so.
1: I don't – the other thing about the pitch clock, like, if you want the game sped up, go watch a different sport. Like – I agree. If you don't want to watch baseball, don't watch baseball. Like – I love baseball. I could watch a baseball game that's five hours long. I think that's the most entertaining See, thing in the world. Why? I, if you don't, then you're not going to watch it anyway. Like If you don't like baseball, you're not going to watch the game anyway. Mm-hmm. So why try to cater to those people?
0: See, why I, agree, why I agreed with the pitch timer a little bit is for the fans that won't sit there and watch it. That being said, I love going to games. I can yeah. sit there for five, six hours. The experience of a baseball game is really more. It, it transcends baseball.
1: Mm-hmm. You never really understand the uh, the beauty of major League baseball until you attend a game
0: like I said last week baseball's an art
1: yeah it's unbelievable you have I recommend you go to a game this summer
0: yeah um so I feel like pitch timer it's definitely something um our final thing today the world baseball classic rosters were finally announced'
1: I'll look up some of the rosters here. Uh, we'll start with Team USA. Team USA might be one of my favorites right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a team. Uh, got a couple facts about the roster here: twenty-one All Stars and four MVPs. That's correct. Four MVPs. Team USA. Big,
0: a big Cardinal roster there. You have Paul Goldschmidt there. Uh, you have Wainwright coming back to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. You have um, Arenado coming in there at third base. Uh, it's you know I feel like it's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: So, for your catchers for Team USA, you got Real Muto and Will Smith, two of the best catchers on the planet. Will Smith's
0: great, yeah.
1: And Real Muto, obviously, many-time All-Star. They're all uh, Real Muto, three-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove winner, Um, both first-time participants in the World Baseball Classic. Infielders, you got Pete Alonzo, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt Jr., Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, this infield has everything. Uh, if you want defense, you got Bobby Witt, you got Trey Turner. If you want power, you got Pete Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt. If you, uh, Defense, Nolan Arenado, too, obviously. But Tim Anderson can do a little bit of everything. Trey Turner is the fastest player in baseball. Bobby Witt, young, exciting star.
2: Mm.
0: and
1: Very interesting group of infielders.
0: The outfielders, though, come on. Mookie Betts, Cedric Mullen, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Schwarber, Jeff yeah.
1: McNeil. I mean, crazy good stuff. Mookie Betts, and perennial MVP candidate. Mike Trout, maybe the best player of all time. Yeah. Kyle Tucker is starting to break out and become an all-star caliber player. Jeff McNeil won the batting title last season. There's more. Cedric Mullins is broken out. Kyle Schwarber's got unbelievable power.
0: This looks like an all-star team. There's more all-stars on this roster than there are available positions. Yeah. You have all-stars benched right now because of it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, the rotation, really hard to fill. World Baseball Classic. A lot of players are worried they're going to hurt their arms. But still, you have Clayton Kershaw out there. You have Lance Lynn. You have Adam Wainwright. All a lot All a lot older. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're still really good. And then you have a younger player. You have Nestor Cortez out there, you know, throwing it.
1: You also have Miles Michaelis, who is a solid arm to have.
0: Yeah, he's had some really good seasons. And I feel like they have to be up there for the favorites by far. And I feel like the U.S. is really representing baseball.
1: I love the bullpen, too. I mean, you got Daniel Bard, who throws gas. Mm -hmm. David Bednar, an all-star closer for the Pirates. Kendall Graveman. Um, Brady Singer... I don't know if he's going to start games or come in relief. He's a starter for the Royals, but guy can throw. Devin Williams is an all-star. Mm-hmm. Adam Adovino, former all-star. He's still good. Ryan Presley is an all-star. I mean, unreal how good this team USA is.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the U.S. go. good. I remember when I was younger, they just weren't it, obviously. You had Dominican Republic, Colombia, um, Cuba, teams of that nature dominating. So the USA is finally catching up to the world in baseball like the in other sports. You know, the world catched up to the USA in, like, basketball and football and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see baseball. We have to catch up, you know?
1: Right, which is – I think they are doing a pretty good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, um, next roster we're going to go to, I think, the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, can normally, can a, well win this
0: yeah, normally a favorite for, you know, a lot of the um, other, like, Puerto Rico, Dominican. It brings great baseball players. Uh, I
1: think this Dominican team is – just as good as team USA.
0: They're right up. There. I mean, they even their general manager is a a stud. Their general manager, um, veteran player Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Playing the uh designated hitter, DH.
1: So, we'll start with the catchers. Uh Francisco Mejia, Gary Sanchez. This is the uh the one position that I don't think uh they're up to par with USA uh, as catcher. No. They won't provide the offense that the Team USA catchers will. Um, yeah, not very impressive catching room. Gary Sanchez passed his prime. Mejia, eh. So, but the infielders <laughs> may just make up for it. I mean, they're
0: hitting, though. Is, yeah, uh, the infielders are definitely make up for it. But um, Manny Machado's out there, mm. obviously, for them. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, you have, well, he's an outfielder. Yeah, I know he's an outfielder. Uh, it, it messed that up. But, obviously, Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, um, looking really good. Wander
1: uh, Franco, Vladdy Jr., Catel yeah. Marte, young stud Jeremy Pena. hmm Just, I mean, Willie Adamas is really good, and he probably won't see much time at all. hmm Um, as well as Gene Segura is a solid player. Robbie Cano on the team, he may not see any time, but good for Robbie Cano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very, very good uh, infield group.
0: I mean, the outfielders, too, though. I accidentally said his name already, but uh, the outfielders, uh, you know, Julio, Rodri- or, yeah, Julio Rodriguez, Eloy Jimenez, and uh, Juan Soto.
1: As well as Teoscar Hernandez, who's got unbelievable power. Yeah. I don't know who you're going to bench out of this group because, I mean – they're all all-star caliber players.
0: Who would you for sure start?
1: If J-Rod's in there and Soto's in there. I think it comes down to Eloy and uh, Teoscar. I don't
0: think you can bench Soto, and I completely agree with um, yeah, j Um, But I feel like you can't be upset with that. That's a good rotation.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can just play all of them, really. Yeah. And if I had to start infield for this group, that'd be tough as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think Machado has to go... At yeah I don't know probably stick Machado at short and just keep rotating him and Pena but Devers will play third Franco he's gonna to have to play somewhere maybe second base he'll split time with Catel Marte mm-hmm. uh Vladdy will anchor first base I think he's pretty set there but yeah I mean Machado and Devers can both play third Machado can play short so can Franco and, obviously, you got young studs. They European have a lot of depth year. as well. I think yeah. that team is the yeah, one that can you can tell Marte we didn't even mention. This so. is the
0: team that can compete with the U.S., I feel. Uh, Their rotation, almost Nasty. as strong as the offense. I yeah. think
1: they have far and beyond better pitching than the United States. Yes. That's where it makes up for the catching.
0: Ra- just starting off, reigning NL Cy Young Award winner, Sandy Alcatara. Beast. Um Yeah. Beast. World Series champion, Christian uh, uh, Javier. Uh, yeah. Even the veteran hurler, uh, Johnny Cueto.
1: Yeah. Cueto's got some innings on behind him. Yeah. Uh, Ronzi Contreras, young stud of the Bucks, He's yeah. going to be their ace this season.
0: World Baseball Classic's
1: different. I uh, think they're... Oh, Luis Cast... Or, yeah. They had Luis Cast... Uh, maybe he's not playing anymore. I know that he was playing. Mm-hmm. He's no longer, I guess. He's not playing. But their bullpen should be pretty good, too. Um, Gregory Soto, Hector Neris... Um, Brian Abreu, Genesis Cabrera throws gas, Diego Castillo. so Ronsi
0: Runzy Contreras.
1: Ronsi's a starter. Yeah. He's a baller. He's young, too. He's one of my favorite players, dude. He's a great pitcher. He's going to be a beast for the Bucks this season. But I'm glad he made the team. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this team obviously is nasty. Mm. Um, we're not
0: going to go through um, – all of them, but I feel like the next one that we definitely have to hit up is uh, Puerto Rico, just because Puerto Rico is normally really good. <laughs> uh, I don't think this is, I don't think this is their strongest team ever, but I mean they still have a lot of their biggest stars from the 2017 team that lost in championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor out there manning that infield. Um, I don't
1: think the, um, their catching is great, but I think their catching is better than Dominicans they got yeah. Christian Vasquez who's a solid player MJ Melendez Martin Maldonado I mean those guys are all better than what the Dominican, the Dominican is throwing out there so um definitely an advantage over the Dominican on catching like you said for infield Javier Baez had a very bad season last year but like I, mean, I said, baseball classic's a lot yeah, different, playing though. playing for the pride of your country could be very different. Baez still obviously has incredible power. He's a very flashy defensive player. Kike mm-hmm. Hernandez is listed as an infielder. He can play about 10 positions. There's only nine on the field. so
0: See, there's a problem, though. Um, it Big blow for them with Carlos Correa missing the tournament due to his new child being born.
1: Yeah, uh, Correa would definitely have made this team look a lot better. But be, yeah.
0: That being said, I still think they have a strong team, and Puerto Rico always plays really hard in the tournament.
1: We're also missing, I believe, their best player here. We have not talked about yet is an infielder, Francisco Lindor, on this team.
0: Yeah, I said Lindor, and I think Lindor is, I mean, he people had him up there for uh, MVP last year. Um, I feel like Lindor is, especially for Puerto Rico's team, will probably be their best star out there.
1: Obviously hasn't... Uh been as good recently as he was with the uh then Indians, now the Guardians, but Lindor's still one of the best shortstops in baseball. I think he's gonna have a really, really good year this year with the Mets.
0: Phenomenal hitter.
1: Yeah, and he's a great defender too. It's just he's gotta put it together. He he started to play well last season. So, I mean it's still there obviously. He's not out of his prime yet. Um he had a great world baseball classic in twenty seventeen too. Yeah, and he they, was maybe the best player in the tournament that year. I mean, he was unbelievable.
0: Like I said, they always have a pretty solid team. I think they always make championship game. They just you know have to put it all together, and I can never count them out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, only three outfielders listed here, but Kike Hernandez I think is going to end up being their center fielder, even though he's listed as an infielder. Mm-hmm. But the outfielders listed: Henry Ramos, uh, Eddie Rosario, and Nelson Velasquez. Nothing special. Eddie Rosario, a pretty good hitter. But if you add Kike Hernandez to that mix, it starts to look a lot better. Yeah. For like
0: I said, not their strongest roster, but they still have, you know, the big stars, the hitters, and it's baseball. Anything can happen.
1: They have pretty good pitching here. Um, Jose Barrios, obviously really good arm for the Blue Jays. Um, Marcus Stroman, an interesting story here because he won tournament MVP in 2017 with Team USA. Yep. But his mother is from Puerto Rico, and he wouldn't have made Team USA, so he's going to suit up for Team Puerto Rico this year.
0: He's hitting us up with a switch-up, so.
1: Yeah. A um, couple of bullpen guys. Edwin Diaz is the best closer in baseball last year. Um, Jorge Lopez. Um, Dwayne Underwood, Jr. So, Oh, Alexis Diaz as well, who was one of the best young arms in baseball last year out of the bullpen for the Reds. Mm-hmm. So pretty underrated pitching group, I think. I think this team... If they get hot, could make some noise here. I think it's definitely not out of the question that they could still win it.
0: Yeah. Um, two more teams I think we should talk about. Uh, we're way over on time somehow. A lot of news. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Columbia, just because, you know, another one of those teams, uh, pretty solid roster out there. Uh, pitching, big strength as it was in their last tournament. Uh, Jose Quintana out there, you know, really good pitcher, has been solid for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, He's definitely going to be good. They have uh, in their roster much deeper. They have additional players like Harold Ramirez, Oscar Mercado, uh, Urshela, Jordan Diaz. I feel like he uh, could make a breakout. So I feel like um, Colombia has a good roster. I don't think they're tops to win it this year, but I think that they're obviously going to compete and win some games out there.
1: Yeah, a couple of decent hitters in their lineup. Mercado, Harold Ramirez, Jorge Alfaro is an exciting guy. Yep. Um, Gio Urshela. So, not not the best roster by any means, but they have a couple of major league guys. Yeah. Um, let's take a look at Team Canada's roster here, real quick. Uh, another underrated roster, I think. Um, Freddie Freeman obviously leading the pack here, but their catchers, Bo Naylor, is probably their starting catcher. Um. Top prospect with Cleveland, he made his debut in October. Um, he can get his first full season started on the right note here if he has a good tournament. Um, Mm -hmm. some infielders they got Freddie Freeman, Abraham Toro. Nothing special, but obviously Freeman and all star MVP player. But the outfield they got not much. Besides Tyler O'Neill, who had a tough season last year for the Cardinals. Very
0: disappointing that season as a Cardinals fan. I was hoping he'd break out, and he just kind of was like, no. So <laughs>
1: Great 2021.
0: Yes. Last season, not
1: so much. I think Big he's guy. still a really good player. I think he's going to have a better year this year.
0: It's baseball, man. It', it yeah, Down years happen, yeah. yeah. um, Going way away from any of these teams, all the way in Japan. Japan has a really deep roster this year. Uh, of course, you know, Shohei Otani, big name on there. You know, he's probably going to DH for them, and he's going to pitch for them. He, you know, does it all. Um, but other than Otani, there's, you know, some other big names in there. Um, he's by, joined by young starter Royke uh, Sasaki. He nearly pitched back-to-back perfect games for um, the Chivaloite, um Marines last year. You have a lot of these, you know, a lot of these Japanese players playing in, you know, their respective league, but you have some of the best ones there that are great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, three major league outfielders though, for Team yes. Japan here. Uh, Lars Newtbar of the Cardinals. Uh, yeah Fan favorite down in St. Louis. He's actually a pretty solid player. I love Newtbar, yeah. Seiya Suzuki from the Cubs. That guy, very good player. He had a good season for the Cubs last year. He batted .262, 14 homers, mm-hmm. 116 OPS+. plus. So, pretty above average player for the Cubs and uh Masataka Yoshida from the Red Sox also made the roster, but their rotation is going to be disgusting. Shohei Otani, like you said, you uh, Darvish, you Darvish also pitching for Japan. So, yeah. I mean, you throw those guys you back to back. Darvish. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be tough to beat Japan. <laughs> yeah. Two uh, of the best pitchers in all of baseball.
0: You have a good pitcher out there and you can't get any runs up. It doesn't <laughs> matter what yeah. you have, you know? Right. Um, and also reigning uh NPB MVP Munataka Murakami. he bashed fifty six home runs last year. <sighs> Surpassed the cherished league record for a Japanese born player. Um, makes this lineup alone menacing. You know, could play in the MOB, doesn't really want to, you know, he's fine playing in hometown, but he's gonna come in and show like, you know, the talent that the world truly has.
1: Yeah, you never really know, like <clears throat> those guys in Japan, how good they are until you stack them up against the other rosters because they just are so, they just love playing over there. I mean, they make a bunch of money to play where they live rather than come all the way over here.
0: Disagree me with you if you want, but in the last two decades, Japan has changed baseball, in my opinion. The players come from there, different pitch types, different archetypes. They've kind of redefined the game in a lot of ways.
1: Shohei Otani really helped put them over the top too. Mm. I mean, we have never seen a player like him do what he does. He throws 100 miles an hour with a disgusting slider. He hit. He can hit 40 home runs a year. He's one of the fastest players in baseball. Japan's a team to watch out for in the WBC this year. I think. Mm-hmm. With um, that rotation,
0: before he ever came in the league, I was always wondered what if a pitcher could actually figure out how to hit. If you got a pitcher that was a top hitter. You know what would he do? And now with Shoya no, Ohtani, it. it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have any other teams you want to mention?
1: Uh, I just wanted to mention Cuba real quick. They don't have a ton of guys, but they have some major leaguers. They got Andy Abanez from Detroit. Joan Moncada, obviously a stud for the White Sox last year 315, 25 homers. Joannis um, is playing for Team Cuba. He has not appeared in the major leagues in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, Luis Robert playing for Cuba. Very good player for the White Sox. So they're nothing to sneeze at either. Uh, favorites, I think, obviously, you got to throw the U.S. into Dominican mm-hmm. in there. I think those are the only two teams that really, well, maybe Japan. I feel like Japan's going to shock some people. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had to pick a team right now, I would have to say, you got to give me the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. That pitching staff is loaded and they have a ton of bats. So. And, yeah, you have a Dominican but obviously Republic. Obviously, the They've U.S. could win it. We're obviously rooting for the U.S. to win it. I mean, they definitely could. Yeah. Any given day. It's baseball. Stuff happens.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'll probably I probably go with the U.S. just out of bias, but I think Dominican will win it, and Japan I think will make it really far. Um, other than that, we went way over time, but we thank you guys for listening. If you listened in to, uh, you know, here at the Booth Review with Brendan Higley and myself, Nathan King. Hope you guys have a phenomenal day. Uh, we'll see you next week.